bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi, and I'm here with my son, the great Bishop, Apostle, and Prophet Michael. And uh, we are so blessed to be here with you. Mm-hmm. And we believe that God is going to bless you in a tremendous way Amen. by reason of what we are going to speak about today. And um, I, I'm, I'm so glad to be here. I love you much. I want you to share this. Let somebody know. I'm going to be speaking about excelling in your calling. Now, this is going to touch some of the things that have happened over the past two days. Mm-hmm. It's going to talk about uh, the greatest, one of the greatest players ever. We're going to speak a little bit about Kobe. We're going to speak about other things that are happening in the world. And <coughs> the purpose of this is to help you understand your position in your calling. Uh, can they hear me? Am I on? Or was I on mute? Are you good now? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Am I good? Can you hear me? Okay. You don't want to take over there, maybe over there? Can everybody hear me? <coughs> everybody sing volume, please. Hallelujah. Uh, people are singing volume, volume. Uh, we are working on the sound. We're working on the sound, everybody. Can we have the AC on a little bit? Are you hot? I'm good. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I don't know why it's so hot. Check the, no, that should, if you're getting audio, that's fine. Check the front part, part. Does it not have a volume input on the thing? Hello, hello, hello. Hallelujah, hello, hello, hello. Okay. Check the camera. Okay. Or the compressor, look at the compressor. The output and the input. Hold on guys, we're working on this. They're saying it's a bit better but let's check. How's the input and the output? Glory to God. Hallelujah. One, two, three. Glory be to God. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Saying it sounds like the mic is not on. Uh, there you go. Sounds, be- sounds better. 
a lot of background noise. Hello, 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 hello. Better. Hello, hello, hello. <clears throat> Can everybody hear me or am I, am I still the same? Am I still low? Jesus, can you hear me now? Another mic. Yeah, yeah. Is this better? Just say, yeah, you're good now. We're good? It's better. Are we perfect? It's better, Sorry? It's better, but with background noise. Oh. <coughs> How is it now? Is it too loud? With How about now, guys? Is it much better? People are saying that's way better. Okay, it's good. All right, if it's good, I just want you to put um, uh, thumbs up. Post thumbs up so that I know that it's good and then we'll get rolling. Okay, perfect. You can turn the air off now. Mm -hmm. I felt the, the cold anointing. That's good. Shatala baraba katili dista antili bravu katila bahrebigista antili be kusta ante paria kusta aparadia rabaka totolo boshindele brendigista akupridigista aliata zedebedebe kusta antole bronde velikista aruvia tabaha zekutia mandele keste ekeste lekeste lekeste Mare vekishta antu paradia karati atala tala tala mande. Zekere bekashte entele barakushta andele bakata. Zekere bekere bekere basunta la brande kishta akabadeya. Zakuria pakatoshte entele baruti bibisti in karabasante. Are we good? Miss Maria Alvarez Armstrong, God bless you. It's been a while. We haven't seen you on here, but we thank God that you're here. So are we good now? Okay, I need to... Okay, can I get a second? Give me that ear thing. Hold on, Bishop Mike, hold the fort. P.O.P., hold it down. <laughs> Let me see something. Hello, hello. People won't see me, but uh, I'm on here. One, two. Which which one is my my, my line? This which one's mics? This one. Yeah. Hello, 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 hello. Okay. Okay, hold on, and uh, 
Glory to God. They should fix uh, background noise. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Make sure you keep them settings like that. <laughs> Glory. Can everybody hear me now? It should be perfect. Fixed. Mm. Glory. So again, I was saying God bless everybody. Uh, I'm going to be speaking about um, excelling in your calling. And I'm going to address also some of the things like that have happened a few days ago with like uh, what happened to uh, one of the best player of our time, you know, uh, Kobe and everybody else that was on there. And it's going to give you understanding on some of the things that happen. But the main focus is excelling in your calling. Now, why is it important for you to understand what it means to excel in your calling? Excelling in anything is doing the best you can do in that field. Mm -hmm. Doing your best to surpass anybody that was ever called to do that one thing. That's what it means to excel, mm -hmm. to surpass. Mm -hmm. To surpass, to grow, to outgrow yourself, to outbeat yourself and, and to keep going high and high and high. That's what excelling means. Now, there are a few things I'm going to give you that will teach you how to excel in your calling. And what destroys people from excelling in their calling? Mm -hmm. This is going to be very personal because for me, I've also realized that it is the biggest cause of delays in people's lives and they don't know that it's the cause of delays. Mm -hmm. They will usually think it's the devil coming after them. They will think it's a curse. They will think it was an altar raised against them. Even though this, these things can be true, but they're not necessarily true. I, I don't know if this is making sense. Can you do me a favor? Can you match what is on his? No, his is not going through there, is it? Is it also going through the same compressor? I doubt it. Because which one did you give him, mine or the other one? Okay, we should be okay. Never, don't worry about it. So this is just... This is just to help you to understand God and his mindset concerning the things that happen on earth. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have sent me with questions saying, okay, you know, uh, how could this happen? Why did this happen? We'll talk about all that. It's part of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. But anybody that knows, knows what, I've been, uh, what I've been saying, uh, what I've been saying and... Uh, and since December, I spoke about this, but subliminally. Some of my sons and some of my, uh, uh, like Apostle Omar sent me a message, was like, Prophet, I remember you spoke about this. I said, yes, shh. remember what I said the last time. I said, there are certain things, you know, there are certain things that there's no need to put it out there 
because if you cannot change it, you should have a message of comfort. It's not really about showing you how prophetic I am. If you don't believe I'm a prophet, then that's, that's on you. Uh, you look at my track record, you look at the things that have happened, you will know who I am. But if you don't know also, it's fine because we are not here to prove each other. We are here to solve problems. Amen. God has put us here to solve problems. So even myself, when I was talking about it, I didn't really pay attention to it as much as I needed to. Because I knew that this one is ending this way. So what is even the point? But God never does anything without letting his people know. Amen. There's nothing that happens in this world without a prophet somewhere knowing what is happening. Amen. God doesn't work like that because Amen. God doesn't leave his children in the dark. Amen. The problem is either people, 99% of the time is people never listen. Yeah. They don't listen to God. And if you don't listen, you will not hear it's really, it's, really, it's really that simple, you know? It's really that simple. So God, God is interested in getting you to the end of what you're supposed to do. But that takes a certain level of dedication. But if you don't, if you're not serious about your calling, you will not be serious about excelling. Even angels desire to excel in their calling. Mm -hmm. Even angels desire to excel in their calling. Apotre Timothy, God bless you. You know, even angels desire to excel in their calling. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. Anybody that God created, God himself expects you to desire to excel. Amen. When God gives you something, he expects it to multiply. He doesn't expect it to stay the same. If it stays the same, you are not serving the purpose because the purpose is to excel. Amen. Why does God expect you to excel? Number one is because God is infinite. Mm -hmm. So you will never outdo him. Mm, so it is his desire for you to come higher because the more you excel the more you can know him. Amen. Staying where you are, you will never know him because it takes you to grow certain steps for you to know him. That's good. So excelling is so important because it gives you a position to know the mind of God, to know the ways of God, to understand the God that you're walking in at the stage that you're in. Mm. If you remain the same level, when God stops dealing with you at that level, you will think everybody else in another level is using demonic forces, is using powers. You start doing rumors, you start doing this, you start doing that because now you are dealing with a God beyond where you are. Mm -hmm. So you think what they're doing is not from yes, God. Yes. True. One thing that I came to realize, son, is this. The more I've, I've and, and everybody knows this openly, I love, I love MMA, I love to train. The more I've worked with athletes, the more I've trained, I've come to realize that they have a chance of knowing God more than regular believers. Mm. Because they are always trying to excel mm. and it requires a certain kind of mindset wow. for you wow. to excel. Wow. So they are more prone to learn how to listen. They have a team of people because they know they cannot become the greatest champion, the greatest player without people that are helping them to become that thing. 
And they have to go through pain. They have to go through disappointments. They have to lose in the presence of people. They have to win in the presence of people. They have expectation in the presence of people. Expectations. So their work ethic, they are forced to push beyond their comfort zone. They have to develop a sense of discipline, whether people are watching or not. And the ones that are the best have discipline in and out of whatever they do. Christians, God is always watching. They, don't, they act like God is not watching. Angels are always watching. You're acting like, uh, like nobody's watching. Even the saints in heaven, the Bible says, for we have a great cloud of witnesses watching us. But Christians walk like nobody's watching them. You forget that God is watching you. You forget that God is looking at you. What does that do? It makes you live carelessly. You are hallelujah, amen, in the presence of people. But inside you are not hallelujah and amen. God is able outside in the presence of people. Inside of you, God is not able because you don't put it out there. Why? Because you are a pretender. You think you are walking with God, but you are pretending to walk with God. But what you are doing is you are mocking and deceiving yourself. So what is happening is you are not excelling. You're wondering how a baby Christian can hear God, how this one can do this, how can, but you are not growing is because you remain stagnant because you are not diligent. Because anybody that has a calling from God, it requires a certain sense of focus. Can you check that because uh, it's a little blurry, you know? It requires a certain level of focus. It requires a certain level of attention. It requires a certain level of discipline. Jesus didn't play like other children because he was on a mission. Moses didn't spend time like other people. He was on a mission. What mission are you on? What is driving you? So you cannot excel in what you don't put your focus in. I always tell people this. Prophet Elias did not start ministering because I, need, I, had, I had a need. In fact, I never had a need. That's not the reason why I minister. I don't minister because of anything. I minister because of my calling. This is my purpose. Mm -hmm. If I leave this world without doing this, I'm going to hell because I did not serve my purpose. Ah. People don't understand that when God gives you a calling, receiving Jesus is one thing, but you can lose your soul by not serving your purpose. Mm -hmm. The master gave his servants talents. And the one that kept the talent, notice he did not abuse it. He did not destroy it. He simply didn't do anything with it and kept it as it was given unto him. Mm -hmm. The master came and said, you wicked servant took the talent that was with him and took even the nothing that he had. Mm -hmm. And he was said, cast him into the lake of fire. Wow. Cast him in outer darkness where there's gnashing of teeth. This person lost their soul because they sat on what God gave them. I don't know people if they're understanding the importance of this. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Mm. Unless you remain in me and I in you, you can do nothing of your own. And my father is the husband man. Mm -hmm. he, pr he prunes, is it called pruning? Yes. Every branch. And any branch that does not produce fruit, he cuts it and throws it into the fire. God loves productivity. God loves excelling. God doesn't like praying without productivity. It's a lie. Amen. Your Christian walk is not different from going to work. That's why the Bible says, do your work. Do everything as unto the Lord. Because it is measured the same way. Mm -hmm. 
the dedication I put in my work, the dedication I put in doing things should be a reflection of my work with God. Some of you hate your job because you don't really love God. People didn't catch what I said. Does, we say God is good and it is true that God is always good. It is 100% God is always good. But does it mean every day you see his goodness? Mm-hmm. You know of his goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what keeps you going. Not every day you wake up with manna on your front lawn. Yeah. No. You don't wake up and there's bread in your kitchen every day. There are days it's like, man, when's the next bread going to come? God is good. God will provide and provision comes. Mm-hmm. Do you say, I hate God because I didn't have bread? No, you don't. But you go to work that God has given you. You can provide for your family. Yes, your boss can be irritating. Yes, the people around can be irritating. But what is the purpose of you being there? Is to provide for your family. That should outweigh any other thing that is going on there. And because you're on a mission, you should know that this is not my permanent place. I am moving up and beyond this. You're not trapped there. But when you have own... It was work. Ah, ungratefulness. Because there's somebody who is saying, Lord, if you give me that job, you give me that ability to just have somewhere I can provide for my people. If you could give me the ability to travel and go and do this, Lord, I will never complain. And they mean it, but God chose to give it to you, but you're ungrateful. Wow. Wow. That's good. These are dangerous things. So good. The problem is what people don't understand is you're all called. Every single human being is called. Mm. (laughs) Every single human being is called. Mm. Your problem is you think you're calling. Calling means preaching. Mm. Calling doesn't mean preaching. The purpose of being on this earth, the Bible says, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Mm. Every good and perfect gift. Mm. So any gift that you give humanity to excel and become better is from God. Mm-hmm. When you are able to help somebody that was on drugs, you put them in rehab and they got help. Mm. That is the hand of God. You think God wants people on, on drugs? You know God doesn't want people to be Jesus out. Mm. God wants people to fall in love with Jesus, to know why they are in the place they are in. Every single thing that uplifts the human race is from God. Because the devil does nothing good. There's nothing good about Satan. You think Satan is going to give you anything good. There is nothing good in him. He cannot make anything good. The teacher at school is doing the work of God. If the people are not educated, who's going to lead our next generation? It's a deep calling from God, especially teachers. Big calling from God. All these are callings from God. But you will never excel if your purpose there is not understanding why God positioned you. understand why God positioned a teacher's mindset should be I want to see the next generation read better write better so we can have 
better jobs, in, create better jobs, we have better roads, we have better this, we have better health system, we have better this, we have... I want to be one of the people that help those people be able to fulfill this calling. That's a teacher's mindset, not I need my paycheck, so I'm teaching to get by. That's somebody that is in the wrong calling. And even if they are called in that, if that's how they look at it, they can never excel because their mindset and their heart is wrong. Do you realize Joseph never complained? He cried, but never complained. He was thrown, his brothers tried to kill him, never complained. They threw him in, in Potiphar's house, never complained. He did, everywhere he went, whatever purpose was given him, he did it to the highest level. So he always rose to the rankings. Some of you have been praying for promotion. God cannot promote somebody that is not dependable. God cannot promote somebody that is not, is not, is not disciplined. God cannot promote somebody who is not responsible. God is not promoting you because you are not showing virtues that come from him. But in your mind, you say promotion must come. This year by fire, by thunder. Fire, you pour anointing oil. But God is saying, change your character. What you don't understand is this. The vehicle that drives the heart of God, the power of God, the spirit of God, the anointing is character. That's so good. No character, no God. It's that simple. If you see every great man of God, every great man of God that is great indeed, they're very disciplined people. They are not different from uh, uh, Bill Gates. Everything is calculated. From the time you've known me, am I not a calculated person? Every single move is thought out. It's a shame I was looking at people's posts about, uh, about, uh, about Kobe's passing and things like that. I was very disappointed with Christians. Very disappointed. Some people said, hey, it's a sign from God is... You think God, do you know how many people die every day? You think God wants to wake you up because somebody died. You don't know God. People die every day. You just need to go to your neighborhood uh, cemetery or go to the mortuary and just sit there for 30 minutes. See how many people are being brought in. Go to hospitals. You'll see how many people are dying. That is life. Amen. If you're not aware of that, you're just ignorant of the things that happen. My son Calvin sent me a message. He's like, Papa, I remember you were talking about somebody's gonna, somebody very known is gonna go home in the first month of the year. And you said he's connected to these numbers. Eight, eight, two, and four. The man was born in August. He wore the number eight. And 24. Mm. Wow. 
I didn't talk much about it. And I didn't even pay attention to follow up as much of it because I knew that it was not going to end in the way that it really should. Why am I saying this to you? You see, everybody wants to be a prophet, but they don't understand the burden that it comes with. You know me, I'm not those people that come and give you false, just declarations that sound good. If I tell you something, it's not because I feel it, it's because I saw it from God. Uh, be careful, music, God bless you. God bless you. So it's not like, uh, uh, it's not like uh, YouTube, Facebook. It's not like, uh, it's not like entertainment to prove to you that I can see it's, it's that's childish stuff. Mm. We are way past that. Believe it or not, this was God's time. Mm. Contrary to what everybody else will tell you. Let me show you when I was talking about, I did a, 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 a teaching on, on my priv private uh, prophetic group on, um, on WhatsApp and uh, I was teaching them about seeing in the spirit and I was teaching them about, about the spirit. The word spirit is also the word ruach meaning breath or wind. Nobody can see the wind. <laughs> it was a deep teaching. And I was explaining to them how to see in the wind. Wow. The best way to see in the wind, it's not to look at the wind, but to be in it. Mm -hmm. wow. Let me explain a little bit more. Let me explain a little bit more. Let me explain it like this. The way God does things, God number one is not human. Mm -hmm. He doesn't think the way you think. No. And to be frankly honest, he doesn't care about how you feel. God is about his business and those who know his mind, they also know how it works. That's why Apostle Paul said something interesting. He said, who are you as a human being to question God? Don't you think it's very brutal for God to allow his son to die at 33, a brutal death, and then him being buried and then raise, rise up again? Don't you think it's very brutal for Jesus to be born and all that everybody under two years old to be killed? Mm -hmm. But it was their purpose. Yeah. To you it doesn't make sense. To heaven it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because your problem is you think life is here. Mm -hmm. yeah. There are babies, there are so many stillborn babies that are born. Yeah. Do you know why? Because their purpose was just to be delivered in this world and their spirit to be taken to heaven. Wow. Their purpose wow. is to come and be born and go. But people are so caught up with the thing that old, yet Jesus, <laughs> 33. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? It's not the way you're thinking. But the reason why you're thinking like that is because your mind is still carnal. You have not discovered God's purpose. Wow. This world is not our home. We are passing by. By the year 2100, a lot of you here online won't be here. Maybe I won't be here. 
By 2100, uh, a lot of people here won't be here. <laughs> We're already 2020. Mm. They say the average human being lives 70 years. Obviously, there are people who live more, but the average, about 70. How many people even make 70? But because you don't live with a mission, you are not working. Oh. <laughs> because you think there's time. There's no time. There's no, there is no time. Okay, let me ask you a question. Somebody said some people are condemning him because he went to Catholic Church. Okay, let me ask you. You know, there's a video I posted on my Instagram. Go to my Instagram and you'll see what this guy said. If only people that have had an encounter with God can say that. No cleverness can say that. Experience can say that. What I'm trying to share with you is this. Tomorrow is not promised. So you need to be consistently, continually working towards what God has given you to do. Live your life with purpose. If you live without purpose, a lot of people die because you have no purpose. Okay, let me give you an example. Compare when the rapper Nipsey died and the way he died okay all of them were abrupt mm -hmm. nipsey had a child too that he left behind right but you will notice something that is different one is sad but it's not impossible the other one is like you cut the life short mm -hmm. if you look at Kobe's life, he did everything that, uh, he did things that people 90 years old have never done. <laughs> he finished his job. That's what you people are not catching. He finished everything you're supposed to do. If you look at his interviews, there is nobody who leaves this world without knowing when they're going. Do you know that? It's just people don't listen or they don't hear. He said, I know I'm going to die young. Didn't you watch an interview like that? He knew. He said that a while ago. Other NBA players said he said the same thing. Huh? Other players said he also said that. There's annoying. <laughs> but if you're not spiritual, you will say a lot of nonsense because you don't know. If Pharaoh in Egypt mm -hmm. could hear God, how about somebody that went to church? Yeah. Now, an example is this. Okay, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Catholic Church, what do they believe in? They believe, obviously they have some doctrines that are, 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 are quite not on point. Mm -hmm. But 98% of what they believe is true. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the son of God. He was born of a virgin. You need to receive him. There will be resurrection. That is what you need to get saved. That's it. 
So when people are fighting, oh, the, obviously, if you are, if you're Jehovah Witness, ah, that one is a, anything that denies <laughs> the divinity of Christ is a whole different story. You think about yourself. Were you always this rabaka shaka talaba? No. Not at all. You grew. So what happened if you were taken by God at that time? You think you go to hell? It doesn't work like that, people. Stop being hyper-spiritual. You are holier than the Holy Spirit. Even the Holy Spirit is looking at you wondering like, Hey! <laughs> God is not like that. <laughs> It's not even about what you say. Some things are just things you know. Not because you said it. I always tell you guys, I know when I'm going to go. I just don't say it, but I know. That's how it is. If you know how to hear God, you know. Jesus knew exactly his time. He knew it. Do you realize even Joseph knew his time? He said, ah, by the time you guys are going to leave this place, I would have died. You don't leave my bones. He knew he was going to die. Are you getting what I'm saying? Paul knew. The Peters knew. There's a certain place you're looking forward to. I can't wait to go home. The problem is you guys have no purpose. Not you guys, but let me say majority of people. You have not worked on your purpose. So you have nothing to look forward to because you are trying to live and stay here. But the point is to go through. But I want to get home and say, Dad, I finished. He said, I've, you know what? We've been waiting for you. Stephen was stoned as a young man died. He knew he was going to die. Young. Why didn't Jesus, who he saw, he was being killed, he's saying, I'm seeing the Lord rising up on his throne saying, well, good done, servant, and receiving me. Why didn't the Lord blind them and take him? Because his purpose was done. So if you don't know your purpose, you live without a tomorrow because you live for now. You try to stay on earth because you don't know there is something bigger and better. Because in you, it hasn't registered. There is somewhere you're going. There's something you're called to do. There is a purpose to why you're here. There is a reason to why you're here. And God wants to see those things fulfilled. But if you're somebody who's, who is caught up with, ah, she say, he say, Blah, blah, blee, blah, blah, blah. You remain in the same place. <laughs> the number one killer of excelling in, in your calling. Remember, you're already called. Whether you do it or you are not doing it, you are called. The number one killer of people's callings and excelling in their calling is you're busy looking at other people. Ah, evangelist team, my brother, God bless you. 
When you're busy looking at other people, it means you're not focused on what you're given. How can you be eating your food but you're eating according to what they're eating? Oh, they're eating steak. I'm just eating a smoky. Mm, look at how they're biting. Mm, okay. Looks scrumptious. Mine is kind of flat. You're not focusing on yours. So because you're not focusing on what is on your plate, because you're not focusing on what is on your plate, things suffer because you're not giving them the proper attention. Things are suffering because you're not paying attention on what you're called. Let me be honest with you. My life has been like this and it's always been like this. Everything evolves around the work of God. Anything that is an interruption to the work of God in my life, it is removed. It's really that simple. And it's not personal either. I know my purpose. And if you're not going to, if you're not sent to help that purpose, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't be there. Because now you're going to derail me. Mm-hmm. And I can't be derailed because I don't want a soul to perish that will be my fault. Mm-hmm. I don't want not to do what God wanted me to do and I go before God and God says, you did okay but you missed this part. Mm-hmm. Focus is required. So I'm not looking at other people. Have you ever found me watching other men of God? No. Be honest. No. You, you can come sit here, Brie. Come, come sit here. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad at all. Nothing wrong with that. You, you've, been, you've been here for a few weeks now. You moved back to America. Tell me the truth. Have you just found me watching messages of people? I'm focused on what my purpose is. Not that it's bad. I'm not telling you not to do that. Focus. If you're looking at what she said, what he did, what he's doing, you lose sight of it. Do you know I don't even watch news? I only just catch up on like, uh, what's it called? Right now there's this, uh, what's it called, impeachment stuff. So I'll look at that stuff, that's, that's about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not uh, I don't even watch TV shows. Mm-hmm. I could go to the movies, take my family, we'll go watch movie, come back home. I love going shooting, I'll go shooting, come back home. I love going to the gym, I'll go to the gym, come back home. I'll go to the studio, the studio's downstairs, I'll come back home. My, this is my main focus. Mm-hmm. I breathe, I eat this, because it is my calling. Mm-hmm. So somebody who lacks focus <coughs> will never, you see, the brain this is an exercise that I had to start doing, and I learned this thing from, from a very well-known uh, audio engineer. His name is Dave Pensado. One time I was talking to Dave Pensado, and he was telling, you know, he's a very interesting man, and he told me something. He said, Lovi, you know, 
our brains, God did not design our brain to multitask, even though it can. So, huh, what did you, why? I said, Dave, keep, keep talking, said, well, because if you don't give anything your 100% attention, then it doesn't come out the best it can be because you're scattered. From that day, this is years ago, I don't multitask. I just don't. I just don't. That's why I can hear God. <laughs> so when I'm doing the work of God, I'm 100% in or 100%. My son, you've gone to, with me to the gym. How many times? I do MMA. It requires a lot of focus. Where am I? <laughs> right there. My son Mike is like that too. Focused. If you're not somebody that is caught up in what you see, walking with God is about being caught up in God. You have to be consumed by God. Do you know how many things have happened to me that wanted to stop me from doing what I'm doing right now? For years. Have I ever missed a Thursday? The only time I've not been in church if is I've traveled to go preach somewhere. Even if I'm sick, I'll be on the pulpit. Amen. I don't miss. I won't just say, okay, today I just don't want to go to, there's no such thing for me. I can't wait to go and do the work of God. I am consumed by it. If I sit home without releasing the revelation inside of me, I feel like I'm going to get sick. It's not a job for me. It's my life. So I get to live every time I do it. If I don't do it, I don't get, it's not a passion. It's my life. It's like breathing. Have you ever thought about breathing or you just breathe? If you're thinking about breathing, then your lungs is not working right. There's an obstruction. Where is your focus? Number two, number two, your message, every servant of God has a message from God. Every servant of God has a message from God. We all have the same manuscript script, which is the living word. But we are all going to see it according to the glasses or the lens of our calling. Wow. 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 
we are all only going to see it according to the lens of our calling. You will never see it outside of your calling. It is impossible. Because your office will influence you in what you see. An example is this. Have you ever heard me sounding like anybody else? The message may be kind of similar with somebody. I'm not saying I'm the only one that God gives this stuff. I know a lot of the things God has uniquely given me. I know that. And even my ability to relay and to simplify things is really my calling. <laughs> it's my calling, really. Now, why do I sound different? It's because I'm focused on my message. Mm -hmm. yes. The gospel according to Luke. The gospel according to Matthew. They all wrote their epistle, epistles on their own. Their stories were similar, but from different perspectives. So there are things that Luke is mentioning, but because Matthew was the one that was experiencing, Matthew says it in deeper detail. And you'll notice Luke was a doctor, so his description of the diseases in the book of Luke are more detailed than Matthew, because Matthew was a tax collector. Are you catching what I'm saying? Everybody communicates according to their message. Prophets, even prophets, are different. Even prophets are different. Let me tell you the true purpose of a prophet. The true purpose of a prophet is not to prophesy. Some of the greatest prophets in the Bible never prophesied a single word. A prophet is a mediator between the invisible and the visible. He's the middle person that can relate to you things that are on the other side. That's really what a prophet is. The word prophet means mouthpiece, one who speaks on behalf of God. So you wouldn't always speak on behalf of God because you understand what he's saying. You're just a messenger. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some people, when this kind of teaching is flourishing, they all want to teach the same message. Mm -hmm. When that kind of style of preaching is flowing, everybody, like right now, everybody's a cool pastor, jeans, t-shirts, and <laughs> things like that. Everybody now is dressing like that. You leave your beard out. No, God says, I'm going to do it for you. Huh? Everybody's following trends. Now, I'm not saying that dress the way you feel like. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, Elijah never changed his fashion no matter what was going on. Mm -hmm. Elisha dressed exactly like Elijah. It didn't matter what everybody was dressing because he was mentored by him. John the Baptist who had the spirit of Elijah in a time where people were wearing royal robes. Mm -hmm. 
different designs. He was dressing exactly what Elijah was wearing because their messages was tied to Elijah. Mm -hmm. I just dress the way I feel like. This is just from the time you've known me. This is just who I am. I don't try to be what I'm not. If I feel like this is what is going to be, I'll do it. If I feel like that's what is, I don't dress because of what people are wearing. Mm. I just do me. Mm-hmm. Little things like that show who is influencing you. A true man or woman of God A woman or a man of God is always influenced by the spirit that is in them, mm-hmm. not what is outside of them. Anyone who is influenced by what is outside of them is not fit for the service of God because you are corrupting the message of God. Some of you want to grow spiritually, but you listen to 20 preachers. They're all in 20 different spiritual doctrines. One will say that one, what he says is wrong. Without, he is not mentioning anybody's name, but according to his teaching, he may say Prophet Lovi is wrong. Mm. Not because he knows Prophet Lovi, but he will, he will be like it is wrong. Mm. But it's not because Prophet Lovi is wrong. It's his level and where my level, my, his calling and my calling will make us split ways. Not because we are not serving the same Lord. We just have a different message. So, in that way, you realize that we are serving the same purpose, Mm -hmm. but we are called to different things. Now, if a pastor wants to tell people what prophecy looks like, he will fail because it's not his calling. Mm-hmm. I am the prophet. I know about prophecy. You can't teach my subject. Mm-hmm. You can have a general knowledge of it, but you cannot have an inside knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. But if he teaches about shepherding a church, he may be completely right because Prophets by nature are not shepherds. It takes a special grace for a prophet to be a shepherd. For me, literally, the Lord Jesus, when he appeared to me, he took my heart out and put his heart in me. That is why I have such a, I don't behave like a prophet, like, I don't behave like that. I'm very patient, I'm very nurturing, I want to see you. Prophets are, you don't listen, you will die. Done. He moves on. Doesn't care. That's how prophets are. And it's not that they're evil. That's their calling. Say the word of God and walk away. What happened? Imagine, uh, I think it was Ananias or, no, who, who was it? That went to the man and told him, get your house in order, you're about to die. And walked away. <laughs> <coughs> Didn't tell him, oh, let's pray and seek God, perhaps he may be merciful. When they told him, the Lord said, get your house in order, you're dying. Then he walked away. 
Imagine somebody coming to tell you, hey, get it together, you're dying, and walks out. <laughs> That's why my guy started crying. <laughs> he didn't even comfort him saying, listen, yeah. God says you are, yeah. you're going home, mm. but it's okay, you're going to heaven, everything is going to be okay. You know, the kingdom will be looked after and things like that. <laughs> you know, have heart. You're going to, to the right. streets of gold. You're about to be reunited with your Lord and Get your house in order, you are dying. Walked out. The guy turned to the wall. Ah, God. Have I not walked perfectly before you? Think about what I have done. Who will do it when I'm gone? God say, hey, go back, tell him I've added 15 more years unto, unto his life. And I will extend his life on top of that. Then he came back, he says, uh, God changed his mind because you prayed. He will add, notice, this is a solid messenger. He's not interfering with you and God. He's just giving you the message from God and he's done. A shepherd, if God says, tell them they are dying, their first instinct will be like, Lord, is there no other way? Lord, please, what should we do? How, that's a shepherd. He's concerned because of, how it will look like, how the person will take it. Prophet will just bing, bada, boom, bang, bang, walk away. That's not his job. He's like a UPS guy. If you don't open the door, he will toss it over your fence and go. <laughs> you know? Even if it's written fragile. <laughs> That's not his concern. <laughs> Ezekiah, yes, there you go. Thank you, thank you, Sean Hall. You get what I'm saying? So, what I'm trying to explain to you is that there are levels, there are dimensions. What is your message? You see, I cannot be called divine healing ministries. Nobody gets healed. <laughs> I'm in the wrong office. <laughs> Are you getting? Calvary sanctuary of God. But you don't teach the message of, of, of grace because the cross represents grace, not repentance. Repentance is a change of mind. Because now we have people who just have trends of church names because it sounds good. People are going to follow it. Let me be honest with you. Every ministry that is from heaven, there's an angel connected to that name of the church. If you're smart, I just gave you the clue of the angel of the church. Of our church. I'm not talking about my personal angel. The overseer of the church. There's a reason why our church is called Revelation Church of Jesus Christ. Why is it called Revelation Church? What do I teach you every day? Wow! That's how you get close to God. Wow! That's what it really is. But everything that I teach you is always to pull you close to Christ. I don't just teach you mystical, spiritual things for the heck of it. Every single thing that I preach brings you close to Christ. Amen. That's my message completely. Amen. Whether it's prophetically, whether it is, it is whatever it is that I speak about, I speak about one message 
to bring you to come to know the living Jesus that appeared to me. That's it. But I do it by revelation. That's it. Because the angel of the ministry, the angel of the ministry is tied to Revelation Church. If I decide to change it to Pentecostal Mountain of of Fire, (laughs) the angel will go to heaven and complain. Say, Lord, these guys changed the team. I can't serve with them anymore. I'm being honest with you. If you go to the book of Revelation, why do you think the letters that were being given to John were to give to the angel of the church? Because it is the angel of the church's duty to pass it to the man of God in the church. But the church has strayed away from the angel of the church. So the letter was being given to the angel to rebuke them. So that the pastor can receive a message of rebuke to correct his church. You change the name of the ministry if it came from heaven. That angel has no more purpose. Because the name of the ministry itself is a prophetic word according to the destiny of the church. Why do you think... Rema, the, the church, what was it called? Rema Bible Co- College or Rema, the church. It was by prophet, um, what was his name again? Um, Kenneth Hagen. He taught deep Rema words, big time. The guy was a prophet. Everything about his church was Rema. Everything. Everyone that went to Rema Bible College, there was something tied to, to Rema, the way he would speak. Fresh word from heaven. But if I change my church to Pentecostal mountain of deliverance, the angel will go to heaven and say, ah, even though God has given me the grace for deliverance, even though God has given me the grace for miracles, even though the Lord Jesus by his mercy and grace has given me these things, trust me, there's very few people I know that can do deliverance like me. Even when people say I have deliverance ministry, I just look at them, they, they, they say they have There's people that are given the grace for that, but not a lot of people. In fact, a lot of prophets don't have it. But somebody who's just caught up by just cool name, we need a hip cool name. Is it prophetic? Is it tied to what you say? When you see, every time you hear revelation, you will think of me. Because it's what comes out of me. I don't even force it. The truth is this. Let me be honest with you guys. I, you probably read the Bible more than me. I'm not saying I don't read. And I'm not saying don't read. Me, I can close my eyes, sit five minutes. God will give me something to say. It's my calling. You try to say, I'm going to be a revelation teacher now. Ah, you will suffer. You have a lot of sleepless night. Mm. I see these spiritual things because it's my calling. I'm not saying I'm the only one, but it's my calling. Mm. You can read any verse and I will expand it to you in another way. Mm. Amen. Go, to, uh, um, go to Proverbs. Let me show you. Even Jesus had, had, had uh, angels tied to his ministry. Hmm. <laughs> Proverbs 30. Could you read uh, 
verse 1 to mm-hmm, verse 1 to 4 uh-huh. the words of Agar, Agar the mm-hmm. son of Jackie mm-hmm. Jekai, mm-hmm. even the prophesy, prophecy mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. man spake unto Ithiel mm-hmm. even until Ithiel unto Ukal mm-hmm. surely I am more brutish than any man and yes. have not the understanding of a man Yes. I neither learned wisdom nor mm-hmm. have the knowledge of the holy uh-huh. who hath ascended who hath ascended up into heaven or descended. Mm-hmm. Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? Mm-hmm. Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Mm-hmm. Who hath established all the ends of the earth? Mm-hmm. What is his name and what is his son's name mm-hmm. if thou canst tell? Notice who is he talking about? Mm-hmm. The Lord Jesus who has ascended unto heaven, who has bound the winds in his fist, who has done this, who has done that, who has done this. These angels are meeting, you know, it help you know. Uh, <clears throat> you know. Uh, these angels are sent on earth. Mm-hmm. Their mission is to wait for the coming of Christ. So they are discussing together. They are talking about the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. and his life and his ministry. Who has ascended and descended from heaven? Jesus hasn't even done those things. Mm-hmm. But they are discussing what he would do before he came. Mm-hmm. Who has gathered the five winds in his fist? Who has the five-fold ministry in his hands? He's talking about the Lord Jesus. Everything about that is talking about Christ if you read it. Proverbs 30. When did Jesus start his ministry? When he was 30 years old. When did Jesus die and resurrect? When he was 33. How many verses are in that chapter? 33. It's a prophetic code. If you read it all, it's talking about him. But these angels are sitting down discussing. <laughs> let me shock you. Let me shock. Wow. Let me let me shock people. Let me show you. Let me shock you with something. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there are a few angels mentioned there. Mm-hmm. The first one is Agar. Agar means the one who is brave in pursuit of wisdom. Jeke means he who is free from sin. <laughs> and then the other one is, uh, what's the other one's name? I had this li- written down a long time. Yeah, he who bore the yoke of God. Ethiel means he who understands the signs and the deeds of God or who understands the word of God. Notice all these people are tied to the function of Christ. Every single thing about these angelic beings is exactly the direction that Jesus went. The Bible says he grew in wisdom and stature. The Bible says he was free from sin. (laughs) The one who bore the yoke of men. 
the one who understand, understood the words of God. Every, every one of these angels was tied. Haven't you ever asked yourself something? Some of you think it's a miracle that Jesus fed the 5,000. Don't you know the miracle is you have no speaker, you have no mic, but 5,000 people can hear you. <laughs> How are they all hearing? These angels were controlling the winds for the crowd to hear. <laughs> Don't you know that for you to be heard worldwide, mm-hmm. it takes angelic assistance to take your voice mm-hmm. to the ends of the earth? If you have no message, if you just, this is why when I look at young prophets coming up, I feel bad because many of them are following the wrong people or getting the wrong mentorship. Because everybody's already, I'm a major prophet, I will prophesy you online. Do you notice I don't do prophecy online anymore? I stopped. Because it's just like, if all you do is prophecy, yet prophecy is for edification of the church, Mm -hmm. If a person has not become a church, do you know what a church means? Where God dwells. Many of these people are not church people. They are people that are using you like a medium. Once their problem is solved, you'll never see them. So the point is not, the point is not that prophecy is bad. Prophecy is good. I prophesy. But if that's all you do, something is off with you. What are you putting in people that surpasses, that causes that prophetic word to be an edification, to strengthen them within what you have given them? Mm. Let me tell you, gifts don't build churches. Mm. The message does. There is somebody somewhere in the world waiting for you to speak. They will never hear the voice of God unless you speak. But you speaking what other people are speaking, you are not releasing the voice of Jesus in you. Mm -hmm. What did Jesus give you? When I teach, I don't try to be like anybody. I just do me. I don't do it because of what anybody thinks. Let me tell you the truth. When I read scripture, I read it for me. What I teach comes from heaven. Mm -hmm. That's why I never know what I'm going to preach until God tells me what to teach. I don't sit and say, okay, I studied this. Now I'm going to read to you from Jeremiah 17. This, it doesn't work like that with me. Because it, I'm, uh, I am only, I'm only a speaker of the master. Yeah. So if the master has nothing to say, I have nothing to say. Yeah. But that's my calling though. Is that for everybody? No. Because also remember, a lot of people have titled prophet, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Just because you can prophesy doesn't mean you're a prophet. Amen. Wow. That's not what a prophet is. A prophet is a spokesman of God. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Somebody who speaks the mind of God on behalf of God. That's it. All this shaka paradiakos is good. 
But is that what the essence of a prophet is? It's not. Is what is God saying right now? God says, I'll wipe your tears. It's in the Bible. What is God saying to me right now? If they be a prophet among you, I will make myself known unto them. I will make myself known unto them. Many of them are gift manifested. That's not God making himself known. That's a gift. What did Jesus tell you when he was employing you? What was the covenant with you and Christ? What, what path did you set you to do? Like, what was your station? What nation? Do you know I knew I was supposed to be in LA when I'm about six, seven years old? I've talked about this. The Lord showed me I was going to be in a place in a valley surrounded by mountains. That's where I would do the work. When I was 19, when I moved to LA, I didn't even know until when the Lord appeared to me, it's time to do work. Told me, go outside and look where you are. Then I remembered the vision I saw when I was a small boy. Wow. Even where I am is because he planted me here. Wow. It wasn't anything that I was trying to do. I'm going to start. A ch- no, I, to be honest with you, that's never even been my thought. My son, Mike, I met my son, Mike, at a studio session. Years ago, it's been, eish, how many years? How old is Cameron now? I was 2012. Cameron was just maybe freshly one. Yeah. <sighs> She's eight now. And my son Mike heard me speaking in the studio. I was telling people about God. It wasn't even some preaching. You don't need to repent, nothing. I was just talking about God. Mm-hmm. My son got so convicted. Hey, I need to follow this man. And from then, he's never stopped. Him and his whole family. Something turned in him. He just knew this. And this is a man who his father is a minister. Everybody is a minister. But something in him said, I have to follow this man. Just about 10 years or a little bit more than 10 years, my son has been with me. He's one of my old, he's like my, my, I call him veteran, the OG. (laughs) He's been with me the longest. When I was getting a lot of encounters, I shared a lot of things with Mike. If there's one son that can function like me, not saying that others can't, but he got, he, he was blessed to be there very early. So he got, and, in, and his faithfulness and his humility and all that allowed him to see everything and to grow in it. I've ever sent you to go do anything, Aladdin? Never. never. That's never been us. That's just how it is. And the reason why I call him apostle is not really because he's an apostle. To be honest with you, he's a prophet. I call him apostle because apostle means chief or the first. He's really a prophet. But he understands my mind so well that you don't even see him needing to say apostle, bishop, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yet he can prophesy deep, extra deep, this guy. Ah. (laughs) One time, the day that I knew that my son could prophesy, I was remember that man that was a fisherman. 
that you said. Yes. I, I said, okay, prophesy to him. I gave him a mic. He said, uh, I see you like on a boat and I see you in the sea, but I believe God is bringing your life to this place. I said, son, you so well. He's a fisherman. What do you do? I'm a fisherman. Ah, it was like, yes, and then you help to build. But all that is because he spent time. The last meeting that we were doing was it encounter. He killed prophet, he killed, killed. (laughs) Because the spirit of his father is working in him. And even his humility and his ability to speak the mind of God and things like that is from that. One time, I, you know, I always remember the stories he tell me. He, he, was, uh, um, he was speaking to his mother-in-law and she wanted him to pray for him. And he started describing a jar where she puts things and he's describing it. And she got so afraid, like, no, there's no way you know about it. It's the spirit that is in his father that is also in him. Mike can do crazy deliverance, big time, because the spirit of his father is in him. So what you need to understand is the message that you tie yourself into, you become that. There are people that are given, not everybody's a spiritual father. No. But there are people who are called to be fathers. By God's special grace, not because I pursued it, God gave me the grace to become a father. Meaning that I'm going to get people that are going to be an extension of what God puts in me and it will continue with them. And one day also others will become an extension that will continue with them. That's how it works. But not everybody is called to do that. But if you don't know the message, you bounce to people. Oh, that one has a big church, so I'm going to be a spiritual son of so-and-so foolishness. It doesn't do anything for you spiritually. What is thy message? I know my message. Do you know your message? Because that determines how you're going to save people. I'm going to finish with this one, the last one. Spiritual and physical work ethic. Spiritual and physical work ethic. Spiritual and physical work ethic. Are the kids asleep? They're both knocked out. Mm-hmm. Man, they've been knocking out like that since 1905. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> Spiritual and physical work ethic. Spiritual and physical work ethic. A person who is called by God who does not have a strong prayer life, you're not called by God. And if you are, you're failing miserably. 
You cannot work for a man that you don't know his mind. Prayer must be the central or the center part of your dealings. Michael Ogba, thank you. God bless you. I don't know if somebody is catching what I'm saying. I don't know if you're getting me. Your work ethic physically should be the same spiritually. How will you be sharp in hearing God if you don't put the same kind of work? You think it comes just like that? Takes work, focus. Because remember, you're about to learn a whole new language that heaven speaks. That is not your human language. It requires time. Trial and error. How will you know that the message that God has given you unless you can weigh it? Pray, weigh it, test it. How will you know? It requires work ethic. If you don't have work ethic, physically and spiritually, you will fail everything. There are times I just go downstairs, they know. I'll go and pray, meditate. Middle of the night, I'm going to go and pray. What are you going to do? I'm going to go pray. Yeah, I'm just going to go be by myself, meditate. Have you noticed, as much as I'm around, I'm not around. Have you noticed that? (laughs) I'm never really around, but I'm around. I'm here, but then I disappear all of a sudden. Then you find me somewhere else. It's because I'm always constantly trying to hear the master and know what he wants me to do. You are employed. You are employed by God. You need work ethic. You have to be ready to work. If God wakes you up in the middle of the night, I want you to go live and preach. You should be able to go do it. If God says, tells you, I want you to go to this place and I want you to go do that, you should be able to wake up and do it. But if you don't have work ethic, if you go, uh, is it really God? Is it really? <laughs> Work ethic. One thing I love about Mike, my son, and many other of my sons is work ethic. Work ethic is on point. When you have work ethic, you are punctual also because you get things done when you need them to get done. Me, when I say I'm doing something, I'm doing it boom, bang, 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 bang. No question. Whether you're on board or not, it will get done. That's just how it is. I'm not going to disappoint God. You should hate to disappoint God. Mm-hmm. Work ethic is important spiritually, children of God. Let nobody deceive you. There's no such thing as it's in God's hands. What if he's holding it with his left hand? How do you know? <laughs> if he tells you come and get it, which hand will you go for? 
You're not work or cooperating with God. If he said, I put it on the other side of the room, go find it. You don't know where it is. Because you're not active. You have to be quick when you're working with God. When God speaks to you, God doesn't say, um, I just told you, go back there. God speaks once, twice, you don't get it, he moves on. Now it's on you, whatever happens. There's a big responsibility to hearing God. There's a big responsibility to serving God. It's not, it's not what people think it is. It's a burden. Imagine if you are to tell somebody, if you turn left, your life will be saved. You go right, you will miss it. Then you come and say, God says go right, they go and die. Ha! Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> it requires extra, extra, extra. Consistently, when your work ethic is up, then the work of God becomes second nature. It just becomes who you are. Jesus will wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, let's go to Galilee. Everybody gets on the boat and goes, let's go to the mountain and pray. You, if somebody picks up, oh, we are doing overnight. Oh, can we do it like another night? I got work in the morning. I got... You have no work ethic. You can wake up for your work, but you can't wake up for Jesus. But you're saying, use me, Lord. Have your way. He's not having his way. It's your way. <laughs> wow. That's why those, you know, some things we say are dangerous. They put judgment on our head. Mm-hmm. Have your way, Lord. Uh, pray for two hours. Mm. I got to watch my show. You know, is it called the new show, Messiah? Everybody's going crazy. <laughs> but you're saying have your way. God will only have his way as fast as you can give him. YouTube, are you there? This is why Jesus was a carpenter first. And the word carpenter doesn't mean that he was a work, worksman of wood only. The word carpenter there means that he did all the law jobs that you could do mm. at that time. It doesn't mean that he worked on, on like tables and chairs. Carpenter at that time meant handyman. Keep sharing. YouTube is going strong. Let me see Periscope. Excellent, excellent. Facebook, are you there? It meant handyman. That's why there's no record of Jesus building a table. He meant handyman. He probably built a few tables, but he meant he did a lot of stuff. Work ethic. Do you know why Elisha was qualified to finish Elijah's job and not the sons of the prophet? Elisha was a farmer. Work ethic. He's a guy who worked. You look at even how he served Elijah. He was a guy washing his hands, doing this. He was a guy who was working. Moses, work ethic crazy. Peter, fisherman, all night fishing. Jesus comes says, let's go catch fish. He was ready to go. Work ethic. Matthew, tax collector. All these people, when people say God uses foolish things of the world, things are not people. God doesn't use foolish people. <laughs> Using a foolish thing and a person are two different things because 
A foolish thing is something that is not a person. And he's saying he uses foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Meaning he will use a thing to show you that you don't know anything. But God doesn't use foolish people. Nah. Mm-mm. God uses foolish things. Foolish things is not foolish people. God doesn't like foolishness. <laughs> a thing is not a person. God can use people that have been discredited, but they are credited in his sight, but that yes. doesn't mean they are foolish. Yes. You can't serve a God that is organized, that is, that is organized. I see people do this all the time. Oh, God said rent is taken care of. Go f- he who does not work shall not eat. That's what he said. It's a command to work. God said. <laughs> I was, I'm going to do a deep teaching on faith. And I'm going to explain what faith really looks like. And what faith really is. 99% of people don't know what faith is. Everybody has an idea of faith, but not everybody knows what faith is. Let me give you an example. Son, what do you think faith is? You won't be wrong, by the way, but it won't be the full picture. I can guarantee you that. Anybody here online won't get it. Very few people, you have to have bones of the spirit, teeth of the spirit that you have, you can grind some stuff to get it. Try, don't overthink. Just, <laughs> I'm just trying to show something. Uh-huh. The substance of things hoped for. Uh-huh. That's scripture. <laughs> <laughs> That's scripture. Um, faith is knowing mm-hmm. that you have something mm-hmm. before you see it in this realm. Okay. Knowing that you've already possessed it. How do you know? You know. How? You know because it's Okay, let me ask you, let me let me rephrase it. You are married to a very beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. My daughter Candace, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know she's beautiful? Because I perceive her to be not because you perceive her. Uh-huh. When you saw her the first time, yeah. what happened to you? I was attracted to her. I had okay, so to her. Okay, so what made you attracted to her? Because you what? Because I've seen her. You, because you've seen her. Mm-hmm. You will never have faith for something you have not gone through. Mm-hmm. Faith is going through something. God delivers you from it. Now you have a knowing God can do it. Sure. That's what faith really is. It's not reading and I believe it and I claim it. That's not faith. That's believing. Faith is only by experience. So everybody has an idea of faith. (laughs) That's why Jesus did not say, believe in resurrection. He said, I am resurrection. Because he was the evidence of it. Yes. By experience. Because I live, you shall live also. 
by experience. We saw him die and resurrect. We shall live also. Faith is only by experience. You don't build faith just because you read a scripture. I believe it. I claim it. Haven't you noticed many people who claim they have verses for days, nothing happens? (laughs) Faith is not even what God sees. That's not faith. Because God has never had a problem that he needed to believe. (laughs) It's not even having complete confidence. You can never have confidence without experience. You don't take God by his word. You have to go through the journey with God. Faith is only by experience. Believing is by hearing. Blessed are they that believe without seeing. There's a blessing to it, but it's not faith. That is why faith is substance. Because somebody that has gone through it and saw the substance of it has always the substance in them. That's why Peter found the man at the temple. He did not say, let me pray for you to be healed. The man said, silver and gold. He said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I have. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. How did he know that he has it? You see, there's a difference. He said, what I have. When somebody is sick before you, you don't say what I have. You say, let me pray for you. Father, heal them now, I pray. Peter didn't pray. He declared, what I have, take, stand up and walk. The pastor and yanked the guy, the guy started walking. It's by experience. He had to come to a place that he knew that he has it, but only by experience. When I taught you how to deliver people, did it become annoying or did you claim a scripture? It became annoying. Why? Because you experienced it too many times. So now you know if you have a demon, I pray for you to come out. It's only by experience. This is why you need to take this work seriously. The things that I'm telling you, they are so important because they are the truth Mm. of this word. God spoke to the children of Israel said, I fed your fathers manna in the wilderness, mm-hmm. but you cannot believe me to provide for you. It's because they didn't experience it. It's their father. Yeah. <laughs> Forget everything. Believing is not faith, but believing leads you to faith. Amen. So, so Papa, can you just help us understand? Yes. Uh, when it says it's the evidence of things not seen. Yes, by who? You have to ask those questions. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, Mm -hmm. evidence of things not seen, right? Now, faith is substance Mm -hmm. of things hoped for. Mm -hmm. Who is hoping for it? It's things that people are hoping for Mm -hmm. and evidence of what they have not seen. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians chapter two, verse six. Mm -hmm. To the end, verse, verse 8 says, As it is written, I had not seen, no ear heard, no as it entered into the hearts of men, things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed this to us by his spirit. Mm-hmm. He received revelation by the spirit. Why? Because he's walking with God by experience. Mm-hmm. Others are saying God is going to do something great. He knows what that great thing is because of experience. Things hoped for. Who is hoping for those things? Evidence of things not seen. Who is he talking about? He's saying now faith is 
substance of things hoped for. Notice it's plural. It's not things you are hoping for. Evidence of things you have not seen. Because the person who has faith has seen all those things. They know what they are talking about. They are not hoping or wishing. They have the substance. It is substance of what people are hoping for and what people have not seen, but you have it. Faith is manifestation. Faith is not believing. When people said, I have faith, I'm waiting for manifestation, you still haven't gotten to that place. When faith aligns, something happens. Immediately, not tomorrow. Jesus said, did I not tell you I am the resurrection and the life? You will see great things today. Did I not tell you? Jesus wept because he's like, come on guys, how many times do I have to tell you this? I am the resurrection. I'm not saying we'll pray and see if God is going to raise Lazarus. I am. So that's why you always say there's no such thing as blind faith. There's no such thing. It's a lie. (laughs) Just take a leap of faith. There's no leap of faith. Faith is based on your experience with God. That's why some people don't understand. They will go through the same thing and just uh, continue in the same way saying it's faith. It's not. These things that I've taught you, do them consistently and continually. See how God is going to prove to you that he is God. If you are wise, you will do it. But if you're not wise, you would think and say, ah, you know, God speaks to me in my own way. God has never spoken to anybody in his own way. God is the same always. His patterns and his formulas don't change. If it was different, then everybody would tell you that God speaks differently in the Bible. No, they don't. It speaks the same way. Callings are different. Speaking is that same way. Calling is that exact same way. That's the difference. (laughs) Faith is only by experience. I know God speaks to me because he has always spoken to me. That's my confidence of going to prophesy. You think every time I walk in church, God spoke to me about somebody. But when I get there, I say, you, can I talk to you? Immediately I begin to hear God. My confidence in speaking is because I know he always speaks. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. My daughter Nadia said, uh, Papa, can you share more about Kobe's passing before you sign? There's nothing more to say, guys. It's very simple. The message here is there's no time. Get done what you need to get done. People die every day. This one is just striking you because it's somebody you know. And obviously we need we pray for the family. I pray for his wife. And you also pray for the family, the wife and all the other victims also are involved, their families. Pray for them. That you know God will comfort them and help them. But dying is part of life. There's nothing more to say. If you want to know this, how much about the, the family? That's why you need to be on your knees, Father, give them comfort and, and make them to understand that it is all in your great plan. Even though they don't get it now, they will get it. Trust me. 
When my, my father died, I was very young. When my young brother died, I was very young. A lot of things happened, I was very young. But now I understand it all. It's just, it's just such is life. How will we know you lived unless you died? It's part of living. Nadia, exactly. Exactly. It was their time. Ask yourself, do you know how many years this guy has been flying helicopter? Why is it this time? <laughs> do you know how experienced the pilot was? Why is it this time? Like you drive every day on the road and then you get an accident. You say, was I supposed to get an accident? It's part of driving. It's just like living. Dying is part of it also. There's nothing more to it. Everybody. Let's pray for the families that are involved. Let's thank God for their life. Let us learn from the example of this great man. He, he lived his life with passion. He made mistakes in the public eye. He amended them. He knew who his Lord was. He knew those things. That's what matters. Anything in between is just nonsense. Yes. Why? Who are you to ask why? No human being on the earth can say, why did this happen? Who are you to question God? You're out of your mind. <laughs> are you out of your mind? <laughs> Paul said, who are you as a creation to question God? God's ways is not our way. God called home, God called home. That's just what it is. Oh, it's very true. And if, no, Nadia, you're right. If it was not from God, I would tell you. A hundred percent. If it was not from God, I'll tell you. If it wasn't, I'll tell you. This was just time. And God chose to do it that way and to take all those people. That's what God wanted to do and we thank God for it and he knows his reasons why. We just need to pray for the families, for them to be comforted and God will surely show his greatness through those children's lives. It's really that simple. So guys, rewatch this video. Go to prophetlovey.com. Uh, give as much as you can. Continue to support the work of God. And God will bless you and increase you. Now I am back, back, back. So tomorrow we might have another live stream. You want to come to? We'll do another deep one. Maybe we'll give more points on this. Because I stopped at three, right? Yes. Yeah, there's a few more. There's three more. So God bless everybody. This is Prophet Lovi. May God increase you. May God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. In the spirit, I saw David in heaven playing harp, and I saw you sitting there with angels. There's a great unction of worship upon you. She's a what? Worship leader. I don't know why I saw an S spinning in the realm of the spirit as I'm listening to God I'm trying to understand it's my name what is it Saeed Prophesy. dial this number five two two another two another two ask what is M A R T like Matt or something
In the realm of the spirit, I saw the hand of the Lord upon you. And when I saw the hand of the Lord upon you, I saw you standing among the 12 apostles of Jesus. What, what's your full name? Just Paul. We're catching you. Mama, who has a name that starts with an O? Because in the spirit, when I looked at you, I saw a name written on your forehead. It began with O. How do you say it? What's the name? O Lawrence. O Lawrence. Do you know anybody called Michael? I will be her ex-husband. Come to us. Two steps. How many children do you have? I have two boys. Walk back tw two steps. Where's your mom? Here. Mom, come. How many children do you have? Here. How many steps did I make you walk? 